Welcome to the Leadership Lab. The Leadership Lab is a place where Pastor Kofi sits with guests and gives us tips, tricks, and insight on how to be a better leader. In this episode, he sits with his own father, Dr. Ralph Darte, from Transforming Life Center International. So if you're ready, sit back and let's get inside. Hey, CR fam, it's your host, Teresa, back with another episode of Inside CR. You've caught us on a Thursday, you've seen us at YOF, and now it's time to see things from the inside. So kick back, relax, and get ready for Inside CR. Hey, Dad. Hey, champion. (laughs) How are you? I'm blessed, though. Awesome. How's upstairs? You know, I, I, I feel like I'm in a whole new world. I'm doing Zoom. I'm doing Instagram <laughs> Live. I'm doing oh, Lord. I'm, I, I, I'm from the old school. We are not used to this stuff. <laughs> Dad, it, 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 listen, it's, it's a new era. I think, oh, Lord, God. I think quarantine has helped us. I think quarantine is... is God, have mercy on it's, me. <laughs> it's, made you, it's made you more technologically savvy. Mess. I've done... I've done Zoom meetings three times this weekend. I've done uh, like this what uh, Instagram lives. I said, Lord God, may we have mercy. Oh my goodness! Well, Bob, thank you for joining us tonight well, on the leadership lab. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, yeah, guys, that that is literally upstairs. He's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> He's upstairs, but um, Pops, we're excited um, to have you on <laughs> Friday night. We had my friend from Boot Church here. Uh, Saturday, we had uh, uh, past Bishop, Bishop Josh, he Mills uh, yeah. from the First Love, which was awesome. And uh, I said, there's no way we can't, we can't talk leadership and not include your name in it. <laughs> I have your book right here on the leadership, uh-huh. and uh, we're going to dig into it tonight. Sure. Uh, but Pops, I just want to welcome you on to the Leadership Lab. Um, guys, this is my father. Please let him feel welcome. <laughs> this is my Pops. I get everything from him. The you know, that's, 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 that's the champion, you know. Oh, no uh, way. Oh, no uh, way. He is the innovation guru. You oh, know? no, 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 no. You no. know, look Pops. at me on Instagram live. An old man like me. By now, I should be eating my fufu and sleeping. I look at you on Instagram like, me, whoa, yes, help me. What is this world coming to? Oh now? my goodness, Pops. <laughs> Listen, Daddy, we are we are ecstatic. Um, leadership, you, you've taught me so much about leadership, and uh, I just want to honor you publicly here. I want to thank you so much for your service, for pouring into us, for giving us a platform to do what we do. Uh, we honor you. This Amen. generation honors you and salutes you Amen. for Amen. your tenacity and your faithfulness. And, and Dad, one thing I love about, of course, I know so much about you, uh, mm. but I want, I want everybody to kind of just get to know uh, a bit more about you, mm. uh, your leadership. This is the leadership lab, which means that there's definitely ingredients that go into the formation of a leader. There's right. definitely things that go into to, to making of a leader. And for those who don't know, uh, my dad has his bachelor's in ministry, religious education. He has his master's in theology. He has his MBA, master's in business administration. So that's what we're going to pull from today. Uh, he also has a PhD in theology and a doctorate in ministry. And so, I mean, he has all of the degrees. He's well, he's the best person uh, to have on a program like tonight. But Pops, you taught me one thing, and I want us to open up our conversation from there. Right. That, you know, there's two forms of leaders, leaders who are made and leaders who are born. 
leaders mm -hmm. who are born leaders and leaders who are, you know, uh, formed uh, through mm -hmm. the process of time. Pops, I would love you to kind of just open up and talk about your, your journey of leadership, your journey um, as a young man coming up and how you came into contact uh, with the leadership grace and anointing. You know, uh, thanks so much, Pascal. Thanks no for the privilege of being here. And thanks for the opportunity you give me to be able to connect with uh, the, the generation of today and and by the grace of god deposit some small nuggets i don't know everything mm. uh, some of your some of those you've had on this program are mightier and oh. greater <laughs> than i am I, I i i don't even know how i can match up no <laughs> whenever i think of leadership yeah i think of one thing unless a grain of wheat mm. falls to the ground mm. and dies, mm. it remains alone. Mm. But if it falls to the ground and dies, then it bears much fruit. Yeah. Leadership is dying. My God. Leadership is dying. Leadership is allowing yourself as a grain to be put into the soil, to be killed, to be buried. Mm. Then you will come out of that soil, this time not as a single grain, but you're bearing much more grain. My gosh. Leadership is dying. My God. Leadership is being buried. Oof. Leadership is allowing God to hide you until such a time he's willing to explode you. Mm. One thing that really bothers me, I see too many leaders who want to be exposed prematurely. Wow. See, when you expose prematurely, Jesus, you bear very little fruit mm. because the grain must remain in the soil. It must die. My God. A certain point it will come out and once it comes out then it will bear much much fruit my gosh you know and that's that's my philosophy of leadership and it's one that keeps me humble all the time mm. you know uh, and jesus said this in john chapter 12 verse 24 you know he said uh, Assuredly, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat yeah. falls into the ground and dies, it remains yeah. strong. Yeah. But if it dies, yeah. it produces much fruit. If yeah. it dies, My God. so it has to die for it to produce much fruit. Because leadership is impact. Uh, leadership is reproduction. Yes, sir. Leadership is growth. Yes, sir. But growth comes from dying. My God. So, you know. You must die to your pride. Jesus. Die to your achievements. Die to yourself. Die to even uh, exposure. Mm. Die to everything. After you are dead, God will put you into the soil and literally cover you so that you are in there being broken. My gosh. Broken and broken. And after you're broken, then you grow out. And then you bear much fruit. Jesus. That leadership myself.
Pops, I love that. Um, I want us to get into it a bit. You, you spoke about so much stuff. It's about dying to exposure. It's about dying to self motives. It's about dying to so many things that you can bear fruit and much fruit. Um, now, Pops, how was that journey of dying for you? Let's take it back uh, to your upbringing. Let's take it back uh, to you growing up as a young man on fire for the things of the Lord. How did God hide you? How did he break you? And how did you develop uh, into what I would believe and what I know to be developing more and more fruit. Um, you've raised many of, you've continued to raise us and uh, we are products of your death. By you dying to yourself, you've been able to create fruit. And I believe that we also have now been able to now die to ourselves so that God would allow us to be used as well. So how was that process like for you growing up? You know, I always talk about my days in, in Sukula. Yes. And uh, for those who don't know, Sukula is it's uh, uh, is, is my holy village in uh, <laughs> a certain part, certain parts of Accra where only champions are made. Jesus, the desert. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 probably uh, one of the areas that very people very few people want to say they come from mm. Accra because it's not an affluent area. Mm. It's not a rich area. Uh, it's not the place where uh, mighty men and women are raised. It's it's just a poor area, mm. and uh, I was raised there. Jesus, and I had uh, my senior brother, blessed Pastor Afrikawa. He was my my senior brother, blood brother. Yes, sir. Yet he was my pastor, and he was so strict on me. Mm. I didn't know what he had seen. When I was too young, I didn't see anything in me. Mm. But he was so strict, so, so strict. He made sure, uh, even as a student, I was in church at 4 a.m. pray. He made sure I carried the instruments, played them, wow. cleaned them, wow. arranged them. Wow. Um, he made sure I swept the church. Mm. Um, I mean, he just, I was just a serpent of the church. Mm. He was a pastor, yet mm. he was also a bank manager. He was an accountant at the bank. Sure. But that's just what he made me do. So I just grew up carrying uh, instruments every every Sunday morning. The instruments were kept in his house. So I'll go and clean the church and then go and carry the instruments and bring them to the church. So, and then, and then after carrying them, then I'll, you know, being a musician, I'll still play the instruments. Wow. And, and afterwards, carried back to his house. And it, it, so that's how it began. He made sure I was in prayer meeting. I mean, can you imagine 4 a.m. every morning mm. I was in church to pray? Jesus. Because our prayer meetings was 4 a.m. And I could not miss one. Mm. And he was so strict on me. But for some reason, I loved it. Mm. Because no more I knew he was my brother. And I knew he loved me. Bishop. I just didn't know what he was doing. Wow. I didn't know what he had seen in me. I was just a, a little teenager. Just for me, it was just an act of obedience. And but I didn't know what he had seen in me. So he made sure I read the word from time to time. He made sure I would preach, I'll teach. At the age of 15, I was already preaching. Mm. Those who know me know by 15, I was I would stand on on a platform and we'll be preaching in conferences, conventions and things. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, I was just brought up that way. And yet, mm. he made sure that I was never proud nor arrogant. Wow. Like, he had a very strict hand on me. Mm. Just never wanted me to be arrogant or proud. He just never wanted that. So, he was, honestly, he loved me dearly, but he was very strict on me. Wow. Looking back, I thank God for his life. I really do. I, I mean, I just thank God for his life. I truly, truly, wow. truly, truly, truly thank God for his life. When I got born again and, and I became exposed to uh, other uh, Christian groups at that time, like Abandoned Life, like Calvary Road, uh, Incorporated and things like that, he amazingly encouraged me to go. Mm. He, he, oh my God, he, he gave me all the encouragement. So I was still serving in the church, but he encouraged me to go and join. It was a group like Campus Rush today. Yeah. And, and, and so over there, you know, my musical skills were honed. I began to, uh, to play along some of the brightest and the best those days. I began to uh, pray along and play along and, and study more of the word. And I joined like the, the student movement at that time, I had more exposure. And, and sometimes we would even come and do the rehearsal in, in our church because the church had a lot of instruments. And you mm. opened us up. So that's how my foundation started. Wow. And then from there, leadership began to open up. You know, I went to step form at St. Peter's Secondary School in Ghana. Those of you know Ghana, PESCO. Yeah, 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 PESCO. So, <laughs> so at PESCO, I was just made the Scripture Union president when I was, I was there as a sperm. And that, that was such a heavy duty assignment and responsibility because the school had about 700 students and about half of it were members of the scripture union. Wow. So I was pastoring like half the church and we had, you know, we're preaching, we're doing different things. So at, at St. Peter's, I really grew in my prayer life. Mm. I really grew in my leadership development. Yes, All that my brother had taught me at Sukula, I had the opportunity to to hone them from mm. St. Peter's. Okay. And now all that I had picked up from Calvary Road, how to pray, different, different things, everything came together mm. at St. Peter's. So at St. Peter's, I was I was just like you. I was yeah. a teenager leading teenagers. Yeah. I'm not saying you're a teenager. Oh, it's okay. I'm a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a teenager. Maybe. It's a I'm a teenager. Also. I'm only 15. All right. All right. All right. So I was a teenager just leading teenagers. It yes. was a mighty ministry right in the school. The scripture union was very powerful. Jesus. Very, very powerful. Jesus. We had signs and wonders. I mean, miracles. I mean, I got exposed to the miraculous. I got exposed to the power of God. Oh. I got exposed to uh, anointings, really, at St. Peter's. You know, we began to see things and know things. And in addition to my brother, there was... Uh, the gentleman who led me to Christ at the age of nine, his name is Brad uh, Joe Aquit. He always made sure I read my Bible. He taught me the discipline of daily Bible reading, daily studying the Word, daily praying, the daily walk with God. Wow. He would make sure I always pray, uh, read my Bible. Wow. So the foundation was so strong. My gosh. You know, so by the time I got to Canada, I was already broken as a leader like i had gone through so much god has used me so much particularly between sukula Calvary road Bandan life and saint peter's i had seen ministry i have done a lot i have traveled a lot 
I used to play in several bands as well. I've played for several gospel bands, several. So I'd seen a lot. Mm. So I came to Canada and by the grace of God, I went to Christian Center Church. I met Dr. Alex Ness. He was my pastor for about a year. And then, and then he left. And then I, I, another pastor, Dr. Quentin Edwards, all of them have died. Quentin Edwards came. He was a guitar player. So he and I connected so much. And he, wow. he loved me. He loved me so much. And then that was when God directed me. When I met Dr. Samuel Dunker, God directed me to go to all nations. Mm -hmm. So I spoke to Dr. Quentin Edwards. He, uh, he, he asked for Pastor Dunker to meet him. He spoke. He released me. He said, I'm going to send you. But this is always home. This is where you belong. But go and do ministry. And this is where you belong. That's exactly what he said to me. Well, Pastor, I love that. I'm just going to put a pin right there right before we go into that next bit, if you don't mind. Mm. I love the fact that the foundation you had was so strong. Mm. And, and I'm really interested and, and I'm really thankful to God that mm. there were no shortcuts in your no. No. where you are. No. I think oftentimes leaders, young leaders and young people growing up in ministry like myself, mm. literally what they would do is they would allow themselves uh, to find the shortest way or the quickest way to attain success. And many times people would look at you, Pops, and say, okay, well, I see this great man of God and his name is everywhere and he's a household name here and there. But they don't realize not just the sacrifice, but the foundation and the, this, the, the, the commitment to the foundation. Yeah. Not just having a foundation where your, your brother was there, uncle, uncle was there, but the yeah. fact that you literally stayed and said, I'm actually going to submit myself under his leadership to yeah. allow him to really train me and hone me. And yeah. I feel like, and of course, I know your story, but you came to Canada Dad, at what, not, not 18 or 19? 18. So in those 18 years, the Lord had broken you. The Lord had. Oh, my God. He had. He had talk, to us about, talk, talk to us about that. You know, I, I also used to lead. You know, I was part of the Child Evangelism Fellowship. Okay. That was also part of my leadership development because I actually got born again in the Child Evangelism Fellowship. So wow. I was raised as a leader. Yeah. I went to a basic leadership training course at Trinity College in Accra. Wow. I was raised as a leader. So I came, when I came to Sukula, I used to gather all the children in Sukula. And wow. I started what is called the Good News Club. Wow. Which was a weekly meeting of children in the neighborhood. I had about 40 of them. Mm. And we'll meet every Saturday and I'll teach them the word and I'll lead them to Christ. Some of them have become big, big men and women uh, in the country today and even around the world. Uh, some of them are professionals of all of that. I don't even, I don't, I can't even remember all of them. Wow. And so, and so, so that's how it began. And you know, the, the, the question you asked is so crucial. A lot of people, want to take shortcuts but there are no shortcuts in god talk to us sir talk to us See, there are no shortcuts in god talk to us god will make sure that whatever you skip mm. you will come back to it hey jesus you see <laughs> you know how sometimes growing up we go to school we go to state grade one Grade two, you are so good, they jump into grade four. Yes, sir. No, in God, there are no jumps. No there are no shortcuts. Because it is God who works in us, mm. both to will mm. and to do of his good pleasure. Yes, sir. So you see, God works in us. Mm -hmm. And he will not skip a bit. Wow. You know, so when I see, sometimes, I, you know, in your ministry and many other ministries, I thank God for the 
great leaders you are raising through campus Russia must really comment praise God humble just leaders perhaps leaders around the world and young men in particular young women they just want to be known overnight and and I see them and I see these guys they are not even broken mm. they have been through a process you know God must break you unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies now the dying process of a grain of wheat is brokenness ah. God must break you God must break you in fact God orchestrates events led by the Holy Spirit for your brokenness and Jesus. my brokenness. Jesus. And many times we may think it's the devil, but it's actually God. Talk to us. Sir. And he will allow the Holy Spirit to master the process. My uh, and your brokenness will be different from my brokenness. Ah, talk and to us. And your it. level of brokenness will be different from my level of brokenness. And your trajectory of brokenness will be different from my trajectory of brokenness. Yes, sir. Because we all are called differently. We have different destinations. And so the Spirit of God will orchestrate different lessons. It's just like we go to university. Yes, sir. We all go to the university. But some study social work, like you did. Some study engineering. Some study medicine. Some study political science. Some study psychology. So when you go to the faculty of psychology, they train you differently than they train the, those in faculty of engineering. Yes, sir. At the end of the day, we'll all come out with a degree. That's it. But our processes were different Ooh. because our assignments would also be different. Right. That is why a psychologist is not employed as an engineer. Mm. An engineer is not employed as a psychologist. Mm. Mm. So in the ministry, you've got fivefold ministry gifts, apostles, prophets. You've got pastors, teachers, and uh, I'm an evangelist. And so you, 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 you realize that the way a prophet will go through brokenness ah. is different from the way an apostle will go through brokenness. Talk to me, Anything sir. Anything as an apostle, the way one apostle will go through brokenness is different Ooh. from the way another apostle, because we are called into different levels of the apostolic. My God. You know, I say it very humbly, but you know, one of the great men of God I respect the most is the Archbishop Duncan Williams. Yes, sir. You know, almost every time we go to Ghana, we go to his office, uh, we honor him. Um, he blesses us. He prays for us. I love him dearly. He's paid a dear price for the kingdom. And, 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 and every time I see him, I receive something from him. Yes, and sir. and he, he loves us very much. You know that. Yes, and, yes sir. And, uh, and, and, and uh, one day he just, we met in a cry in his office and he just asked me, Son, how are you able to make it in Canada? It is a cold country spiritually. It is a cold country physically. It is so cold. <laughs> how are you able to make it in Canada? You know, because you see, so many men of God, and even he even sent two of his bishops, one in the 90s and one recently, to come and do ministry here in Canada. And, and they could not survive. Even though these are bishops who have done great things back home and he has used them in different areas but they couldn't survive the terrain in canada mm. so mm. each time he sees me he asks me ah, how are you able to survive in canada like how are you able to make it and yet god has given us to the glory of his name uh you know in all humility a measure of success yes sir. and i know this this is just the beginning 
Uh, one that, you know, I have, I have a friend who, who said to me, said, Ralph, with all that God has given you everything you have, you still uh, feel that you are just starting and you're still hungry for more. And he said to me, if I would have what you have today at the end of my life, I would say that I've succeeded. Mm. And I said, bless God. But I know what God wants to do with me is not done yet. Mm -hmm. There are deeper levels he wants to take it. So I'm saying all that to show you that even when it comes to the 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 brokenness, even in different offices, apostles, prophets, teachers, individuals, there are different areas. In fact, I commend uh, the, the book, The Release of the Spirit by Watchman Me, really, really helped me to mm -hmm. go through brokenness. Two books that really blessed me. And and anytime I'm, anyone asks me for two books or great books, that will bless you, of course, apart from the Bible and, 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 and many other books. There are many, many other books, but two of them, both by Watchman Nee. Yes, sir. Great Christian statesman who died in China. Yes, sir. One of them is changed into his likeness. Yes, sir. And then the other is uh, the release of the spirit. Yes, sir. If you can get the books, get them, order them online, read them. Mm -hmm. These two books will change you. These two wow. books, I mean, they worked in me so much. Wow. So when I came to Canada, by the grace of God, I met Dr. Samuel Donko, who loved me so much, who took me as a son. He began to train me. He also took me through different levels of brokenness mm. and teaching me different levels of disciplines. So he picked up from where I had ended up, up in Ghana and he began to train me. I mean, he, he gave me exposure. He took me around the nation. I've been to almost every corner of this world. Uh, you know, the only place I haven't been to is Australia because it's too, just too far. I don't have the time to travel. <laughs> he took me to almost every corner of this world. He trained me to teach. He trained me to preach. He took me to uh, seminary. He blessed me. He helped me. He, uh, he anointed me. He blessed me until such a time when God said, well, I have another assignment for you. And the Lord let me off and I went. You know, so... The, the the secret and, and even you Apostle Kofi, I've seen you go through brokenness I've seen you uh, seven years ago uh, when you had a major health challenge and you had to go through uh, 12 surgeries in a year and I, I saw how that was a brokenness for you Jesus. And, and that was a time God literally I saw you as a father and I was with you every time we went to the hospital except one occasion I was caught up in Holland I couldn't get here and and you know i would i would, i wish i could take your pain but i just couldn't i just mm -hmm. had to be there and i watched you go through that and after that that was when you discovered the ministry of uh what's his name the, the singer uh, yeah william 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 mcdowell and his ministry began to bless you and you began to hear him and and god began to do deep work in you and yeah. look at what god has done in you it was right afterwards that cr started and Praise all god. the things god wanted you to so each one, each one of us goes through different levels of brokenness. Yes, sir. You know, and 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 and, and that's what that's what I'm seeing in you. And see, what is in you is being reproduced in your in your disciples, those who yes. are training, those leaders yes. who are raising. Yes, they are picking up what is inside of you. Wow. Because God first works in you, then He works through you. Yes, sir. You wow. See? So that's in you, and then He works through you. He works in you and then he works through you. God cannot work through you what he has not worked first worked in you. Jesus. You know, so w when I see your leaders, I see a reflection of you 
Because Jesus. what God has worked in you, Jesus. then He works through you my God. into them. My gosh. And, and that's and that's how it works. Praise God to the glory. Pop, thank you so much for the covering. I saw my brother uh uh Pastor Joshua just came in here as well. Oh um, my goodness. We were just oh my god, I need to be Lord, no, no. <laughs> We were talking about him yesterday and uh and what a blessing he's been to us as yeah. well. But pause right before we, we transition to uh, I want us to, to do some Q&A real quick. So guys, you can get your questions right into the questions box. We're going to do some Q&A with Bishop in a second. Uh, but I want um, to, 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 just, to just get on one thing for a bit. After you came from Ghana, the Lord began to break you uh, as an apostle. He began to break you in that area and those levels of brokenness um, in the realm of the spirit. Um, you were under, of course, uh, Dr. Donker, a man that we love. Um, yes. How in that process were you able to still keep your eyes on the prize? Like, I know this already, but I want you to kind of open up uh, being a second in command, being a number two, being a, being a disciple, being right. somebody who's, who's submitted under some, uh, somebody. Because I find, honestly, a lot, a lot of the issues with our generation is, is an issue of, of submission. Yeah. It's really an issue of brokenness. And so I really want us, these last three days, we've really talked about submission and uh, that you're one of the most submitted men of God that I know. So how have you been able, or how were you for 25 years to be submitted to a man uh, of God and, and to work like that? How, how, how was that possible? You know, uh, let me just shout out to uh, uh, Pastor Joshua in Ghana, Joshua uh, Hewitt Mills. Uh, we, we, we listened to you yesterday and we were just blessed when you're on uh, Pastor Kofi's program. Thank you so Thank much. God great man of God. I respect you and your father and the work you've done. Uh, I've known him uh, since our recovery road days and wow. I don't think you'll remember me, but I remember him and please wow. send my love to him. And wow. you know, uh, Kobe, I love the word broken. Oh, let's go. I just love it. Jesus. You know, you know that I travel with you and, and probably yes, we travel yes, all over the world. Yes, sir. Every time we go anywhere, we meet anybody. Yes, sir. You know, the first the first thing I, I, I check for is the level of brokenness. Yes, sir. It's almost like there's a barometer of the Holy Ghost in me that looks for the level of brokenness because, you see, God can only use a vessel to the extent of the brokenness that a person right. has allowed the holy spirit to take him through okay okay you know sometimes you know you and i have been to places where i, I won't mention the details but we went to a we went to a particular great man of god's office yes sir. and you know as usual i had on i had on my my cotton shirt and of course i was just dressed i was dressed down you know we're just chilling and and we went there and and his assistant who met me at the door i didn't know who i was because i didn't introduce myself as a bishop or a big name i just said i'm around and so he began to bully me with theology and began to to say things and i mean he was literally bullying me and you and i and <laughs> we, were, we were there and i was being bullied and yeah. you were so mad and quick was so mad it's like you wanted to tear this guy in the pieces you wanted to tell him do you know who you are talking to Yes, but sir. I didn't say anything, and we just watched him, and he just he just went on bullying me until he got himself into a pickle because <laughs> he he aired on so many grounds on theology, and so when he finished, I just quietly said, "Sir, can I just 
draw your attention to this thing you said this is what it means this is the theologian i'm a theologian by god's grace trained theologian that's you right don't, you don't bully a theologian with theology <laughs> come on but he didn't know who i was yeah by the time i spoke for five minutes you and quick were there yeah the guy mellowed and and he realized that he had really made a fool of himself mm. even though he was called a bishop and by the next time we went there you know what happened he literally he literally followed me all the way to the car to open the door for me to see me off to call me yes sir and i mean that's someone was blaming me it's because too many men and women of god are not broken COVID. that's it that's why god cannot use them mm. your title your title Talk to whether me, you're called a pastor a prophet a teacher or whatever it's not a panacea uh, for the anointing jesus in fact that's why i don't like titles you know wherever i go you know everywhere i go they, what's your name i say ralph because okay if i tell you i'm doctor this bishop this what would that do for me mm. absolutely nothing because your title is nothing it's just a title that's it absolutely nothing that's it what that call myself this shop or that shop i don't care because all that matters is what i have allowed god to do in me mm. that he might do through me you know you Ooh. know every time every time we go to my father's uh church in mombasa bishop Lyon, yeah yeah and you know i take you and quick we go all the time and when i see him just the joy of serving him and the man who put me before thirty thousand people yes right and he literally just said son just preach and uh you know i'll preach and teach and preach and teach and it's like when i go there he just he just he just sits back and say listen son here's the microphone just take over that's right and 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 the secret to greatness is oh. submission my gosh and you know your question i did i haven't lost track of your question i was just going around just to build a few things yes sir you know is the toughest thing is to be the second in command ah talk to me sir a lot of people think the toughest place to be is to be number one no <laughs> the toughest place to be is to be number two my god you're blessing <laughs> me. you're blessing me sir listen share this share this let people hear this share it <laughs> everybody thinks the toughest place to be is number one no it's not number one no it's not number one jesus it's the number two jesus how could joshua remain joshua seven under moses mm. and being there yes sir having been with moses in the tabernacle yes, having sir. seen the glory of god oh. having served moses but he still had all these graces this power in him he had to hold on to that power see, submission is power under control oh, you god. have the power but you got to be able to keep it under control yes, and sir. when you are number two the problem is you think with that power you got to go out there and explode and show the number one that you are better than number one no My that's god. not true my god because in joshua chapter one i was sharing with you last uh, yesterday yeah bible says uh, god spoke to joshua after the death of moses let's go there sir you see and the lord spoke to joshua after the death of moses how come he didn't speak to joshua when moses was alive he said he <laughs> spoke to <laughs> he spoke to joshua after the death of moses yes sir 
and he said joshua moses's assistant mm. then of course he came to him he said listen joshua arise moses my servant is dead now step into his shoes so did joshua not know moses moses had died he knew my gosh my god but he was set a good number two mm. with power under control mm. He served his master with all his heart. He never desired what the master had. It was God who came to Joshua after Moses had died. Joshua wasn't voted into office. God came to Joshua and said, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Arise and take up his position. Jesus. Joshua, you know, many, many of us today, the moment Moses died, people will be making plans. Ah, Moses is dead. Child. I'm the next in command. They'll yes, be making phone calls. Charlie, vote for me or there'll be election. <laughs> Moses is dead. You know, I've been with Moses all this while. Jack, you know, when I become, when you put me, you'll be my finance minister. You'll be my this. My God. But here we have, and one of the amazing things about God is this, that Joshua was there and Joshua served great man of God called Moses. But scripture only records for our learning yeah that it was after the death of moses yes, sir. that god spoke to joshua yes sir so hear this if you are number two hear this doesn't mean god will only speak to you after the death of number one no but when it comes to the vision mm. of taking israel from egypt to the promised land God will speak to one person called Moses. Jesus. So that there will not be a die vision. A My God. My God. Talk to us, sir. If God is speaking to Moses and speaking to Joshua at the same time, very soon Joshua said, Well, God said we should do this. And Moses said, God said we should do it. There'll be a die vision. So God speaks to the Moses concerning the vision. God may speak to Joshua concerning Joshua. Or wow. speak to Joshua concerning Joshua's wife. That's great. Or Joshua, concerning Joshua's children. That's great. But concerning the vision from Egypt to the promised land, God yes, will sir. speak to Moses. Yes, sir. It yes, was sir. after Moses had died, God yes, comes sir. to Joshua and he says to him, Joshua, now arise and fill that position. You've been a good number two. And so God calls him Moses' assistant. Assistant. <laughs> that is the word he used. Moses' assistant. Yes, Joshua chapter one. He said, My you know, God. Moses, God comes to, God comes to Joshua and tells him, listen, arise. He said, My after God. the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. That's what he you was know, known by. That's how heaven knew him. Heaven knew him as a number two. Heaven knew him as number two. Jeez. So if, if, if Joshua wanted himself to be number one, my God, he would say, I don't know you as number one. My you God. Don't carry the mantle of a number one. That is why the number two place is the toughest. Jesus. Because a lot of men and women of God who wreck their lives are not necessarily the number one. They are the number two who are in a hurry. Hey, please say it again, Papa. Uh -huh. A lot of people who wreck their lives, a lot of men and women who wreck their lives, they are not the number ones necessarily. They are the number twos who are impatient. Number twos who cannot wait. Hey. The number twos who cannot be faithful. Jesus. Number twos who cannot say. Number twos who claim to be hearing what number one is hearing from God. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. My gosh. <laughs>
That's a good word. See, number, God spoke to Joshua and God calls him Moses' assistant. Yes. So it means God knew Joshua as the assistant of Moses. Mm. And if God wanted to talk to Moses, he would speak to Moses. Yes, sir. About the vision. That's right. But we never see a record in scripture of Joshua being spoken to concerning the journey My until God. after the death of Moses. My and God. God comes down and speaks to him and God picks him and God ushers him into that office. And it was effortless. Mm. Joshua carried such a fresh unction, such a powerful anointing, such grace. I mean, such grace. Such grace. Jesus. He led Israel. He did all sorts of everything Moses did. Joshua did. Moses crossed the Red Sea. Joshua took the people beyond Jordan. My gosh. Joshua, we see Joshua dividing the land, the promises mm. to the people. Mm. He had encounters with God. Incredible encounters with God. My God. I mean, I'm studying the book of Joshua in my in my in my regular study now, and, and I'm just fall in love with with joshua as a man of god all yes sir the yes and, sir and, and particularly when i study him and i put away the lenses of theology i just take theology aside yes I study sir. him from leadership angle yes and sir. i look at the leadership of joshua yes and sir. I, I see how god will call him the uh the, the assistant of moses so i see joshua as an assistant who have been raised to become the number one that's so great. you know so god had to tell him as I was with Moses, so, so I will be with you. Yes, sir. Because in his mind, his mentality was still that of an assistant. God had to give him the position. God had My to God. change his thinking. My God, God had to now tell him, Joshua, I will be talking to you concerning the vision. I used to talk to Moses, no longer there. <laughs> but now, number one, I will be talking to you. Wow. So, you see, a lot of number twos. It breaks my heart. You see, every time I see a number two, when I go to any ministry or any of our churches, any of our branches, and I see a number two, I pray for them. Mm. I really do. They, they, I, I just, I don't know, something in my heart, just, I just pray for them. I pray that may you not wreck your ministry. Uh, may you not go ahead of your time. My God. Uh, may you not become greedy. May you not become jealous. Sometimes you find number twos, their parents will be talking to them. You, you aren't you as good as him? Aren't you as good as her? How come yeah, everywhere you go is Pastor Kof, Pastor Kof, Pastor Kof? You too, you are that good. And so, so you know, sometimes you even find parents, you find friends, you find influencers. They'll push a number one agenda into the mind of a number two. Number two, my and God. And if they are not strong and they are not committed to God, they will listen to other voices. Jeez. And the moment they step into number one they make a fool of themselves and they wreck their Mercy. lives because the anointing to be a number one is not the same anointing as being number two let's that papa let, let's just pop, what can you talk to us about the anointing to be a number two let, let, let's <laughs> go there right before. oh my god i have i have a question here um sure. so many people are in this i have a question here uh that i want i want us to get into to a sec pastor josh has put a question here it's really good but talk to us about the anointing to be number two i i, I feel yeah. the power of god here. see the number two anointing is a very good anointing is the anointing to serve your number one ah <laughs> jesus 
See, if you are number two for 25 years and, 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 and you knew me, in fact, I was seven before you were born, Pastor Kof. Yes, for sir. 25 years, I served one man. I served his vision. I served his wife. I served his children. I served his land. Mm. I served, listen, I was so devoted to Dr. Donko. God, heaven knows I loved that man. Jesus. I served him with total devotion. I have no agenda of ever being a number one. I didn't even want to be a number one. I look at all the things he went through. I never wanted to go through the things he went through until divine visitation came to me and God spoke. Even that, I struggled until God said, I'm speaking to you and I wanted to step out to the new assignment I have for you or else I will take you home. That's what scared me. My if God didn't tell me else you take me home, I would have, I would, no, I wouldn't have gone. Because of the love and the passion I have. There's an anointing for number two. And if anyone at all can speak about it, humbly, I can't. Because I've only seen very few, very few number twos who've been able to hold number two position for 25 years. Hey. You'll, you'll be lucky to get a number two for two, three years. My God. Four years, they've gone too far. Oh, me too. They demand they can speak in tongues a little bit and cast one or two demons and preach <laughs> one or two sermons and, and they get a few a few messages to say, wow, your message was good. And then, you know, people have a way of fooling you. You preach a sermon and, listen, if you are number two, eh? If Talk to them, two, sir. If you are number two, you are not preaching five, six times a week like I do. You may preach once in a month. So that once in a month, you better preach better than me preaching every day five six times a week my gosh so this is how the enemy fools people so you tell them listen look at how well you preached you're so good and then that gets into their head and that destroys them i mean i am blessed to have so many number twos who are i say very humbly who are i'm saying i say very humbly who are just one of the best and the finest heaven can ever provide uh, i mean i have you kofi i have a uh, prof i have pastor bolt i have pastor fred i have uh all, the, all these guys around me you these guys are so humble sometimes you ask yourself how did heaven make these people mm. you know and there is no schism no competition i'm the one pushing them up all the time they don't <laughs> want to go up no sir no sir <laughs> because the anointing for number two is the anointing to serve your number one. Ah, oh, Jesus. You are serving God by serving your number one. My gosh. Some people just, I just want to serve God. I just want to serve God. One day in the, in the early 90s, I was driving in downtown Toronto. I think I was going to school. I was going to work, one of them. And God said to me, son, you cannot serve me without serving my man. Ah, you I cannot said, serve me without serving my man. Yeah. Jeez. So... The word hit me so much. I went straight, I drove straight from downtown Toronto, I was around the uh, Spadina area. I drove straight to Dr. Donko's home that day after school. And I said to him, sir, the Lord said to me, I cannot serve him without serving you. So I've come today to be your servant. Mm -hmm. I used to wash his car every Saturday with, uh, with uh, Pastor Judah, Pastor Michael's dad. We'll go wash his car. We'll clean his shoes. Well, iron is close. I love to do it. I will cut his grass. I will clear his snow. I mean, I, 
it was like nobody forced me. I, I just loved doing it. There's an anointing, and I released that anointing upon everyone. Oh, I receive you it. See, you cannot carry the anointing for number one until you have first carried the anointing for number two. Tell us again. Jesus! Because if you don't know how to carry the anointing for number two, Ooh. when you become number one, you will be straight to your number two. Hey! Jesus. So God must first give you the anointing to be a number two. My and he God. must help you to carry that anointing. Oh. After that, then he will make you a number one. My gosh. My goodness. That's why it says, you know, when you are faithful in another man, yes, then sir. God will give you your own. You see, Jesus. so you are not qualified for your own until you have first been faithful. In another not man. just serve in another man. People serve without being faithful. But ah. you've got to be faithful in what is another man's. Jesus. And then God will give you your own. My gosh. I mean, I say it very humbly. God has blessed us so much at TLC. He just blessed so much. Sometimes I ask God, God, why have you blessed us this much? And, and, and one answer I remember he gave me the other time. He said, when you were serving Dr. Donko, you were so faithful in my eyes. So when I gave you your own, I've also made people be faithful to you and to bless you just as much as you blessed them. And you uh. know, I know these things, and I hardly talk about it. Only Apostle Kofi will get me talking to the whole world about these things. <laughs> I don't even talk about them. You Love know, I'm you, very, very private, very quiet. Thank I you so much. But, you know, you, it's a leadership lab. I mean, when it's a lab, I'm a science, uh, science background guy. So when it's a lab, we take things, we mix things, we break That's things. Right. It's on. a lab, right? We yes, make things. So, you know, I'm just sharing a few things with you. But God will never give you the anointing for number one until you have first become a number two mm. so elijah would serve elijah faithfully for about 20 years my gosh and then the mantle of elijah will come upon him now i won't even go into details i won't because that's the whole message but he didn't just get the mantle he got a double portion uh, because that's what he asked for. Uh, now, if I own one Bible, mm, watch this, and you ask me to give you two Bibles, yes, sir, but I only own one. Mm. What am I supposed to do? How am I going to get you two when I own one? <laughs> so, tell us, sir. What do you want me to do for you? Is that I want a double portion of the anointing upon your life? That's why Elijah said to him, you've asked a hard thing. All I have is the anointing. If you ask for the anointing I have, that one is easy. I can give it to you. Yes, sir. But you're asking me for, the, uh, for twice the anointing that I carry. Uh, I'm going to get that for you. You've asked a hard thing. But he said, but if you see me go, uh, then you will get it. Now, can I tell you, <laughs> can I tell you something? Something Please, I don't I don't really share. I don't share with people. I Please, don't. sir. Please, sir. How did Elijah leave twice his anointing to Elisha? <laughs> Where did he get the extra one from? Please tell us. 
No, when you guys grow, I'll tell you. No, Papa, please tell us, tell us. Please. No, there are some, there are some revelations. There are some revelations meant for for the old ones. You guys are too young. You go crazy. The man has a hundred dollars. Somebody's asking for two hundred dollars. He said, "If you see me go, I'll give you two hundred dollars." Where did he get the extra hundred dollars from? Jesus. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> When, when, when you guys grow out there, Papa, no, we need this one. We need this one. Jesus. My God. You know, everybody talks about double portion, double portion. They don't even understand what it is. They don't even understand. Elijah only has one portion of anointing. Elijah says, Give me twice your anointing. My God. Where did he get it from? Papa, oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, Jesus, Jesus, this word, Daddy. Yeah, please. People are saying they're gonna fly to Canada for this word. This they is should. a serious revelation. <laughs> Papa, please drop this one for us. My God, I'm about to explode. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I I went to God one day. My God, you know, uh, if anyone knows my relationship with God is real, because yeah. I go to God like a baby, mm. I just ask him questions and I said, Lord, teach me. Mm. I said, Lord, how did Elijah give to Elisha twice what he had when he only had one? My gosh. And God said, well, if you want me to teach you. I'll take you back to the word and open your eyes to see. Yes, Lord. So he took me back to the word and began to show me. He said, look at the, uh, the response Elijah gave to Elisha. Teach us, sir. We don't know anything. You see, Elijah said to Elisha, if you see me go, yeah. you will get it. My gosh. So, between the time Elisha made the request mm. and the time he left, the Lord began to show me, he said, during that time, Elijah began to make requests. He began to make demand from heaven. He began to make withdrawal from heaven to say, Ooh. listen, I only have $100 in my account. But I need to pay $200 to somebody. Please give me credit for $100. My because God. I need to be able to have $200 to give. My gosh. But this credit I'm going to give, this guy should be faithful enough. Maluri in the name of Jesus, wherever you are, receive this grace. I feel an unction upon me now. Receive this leadership grace. Hey, I receive it. The grace to be faithful. Ah. Oh my God. He said, I will only give it to him if he's able to cross the Jordan with me. If he's able to move with me from Gilgal to Bethel and we go all over the Jordan. If he's able to cross the Jordan with me, 
He's able to go through the dangerous times with me. You know, uh, I have seen number twos, I've seen assistants, when their leaders are crossing the Jordan, they say it's too dangerous for me, and they stay on the bank of the Jordan. Uh, they don't qualify for the twice anointing or the two times grace that Elisha has for. Because, listen, you don't... Jesus said... You don't cast your pearl before swine. That's it. A pearl is a precious, 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 precious uh, 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 metal. Jewel, yes, sir. A jewel. Yes, and you sir. don't cast it before a pig. A pig has no use for it. You'll trample upon it and wreck it. Jeez. So Elijah is going to give this precious, precious jewel to Elisha. Remember, Elisha had followed him for 20 years, poured water on his hands uh. for 20 years. The man is about to go. You would think that is the longevity that qualifies him. No, it's not the longevity. Talk to it's us, sir. the extent of the faithfulness. Uh. Because Elijah knew that he was going to go mm. from Gilgal to to. To, 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 to Jericho, to Bethel, and cross over the Jordan. He knew that he was going through some terrain, and crossing the Jordan wasn't just a chicken feet. And Joshua had to take Israel across the Jordan. The Jordan is the river. My gosh. And he's going to cross the Jordan. And so he wanted to see, will Elijah, still, or will Elisha still stick around while ah, he crosses the Jordan? Will they, will they stick around? Will they stick around? Uh, will, he, will he still be able to to, 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 to serve under uncomfortable conditions? Yes, we have coronavirus, but can he still be faithful? Can he be yes, faithful? Yes, we have, oh my God, we're on lockdown, but can they still be faithful? Can they Ooh. hold on? Can, can, yes, Allah told them, my Lord, my can, God. They still, can they still serve me? I want to give something, but I, I need to test the faithfulness. Yes, 20 years I have, but it's not enough. I need mm. to test further. I need to see. So, Elisha, if you see me go, you Jesus. will get it. My gosh. Because Ooh. in between that period, Elijah petitioned heaven. This is God teaching me, opening my eyes to see. He said, Elijah petitioned me. He asked for what he didn't have. He only had X amount of anointing, but he had to give 2X anointing to Elisha. Anointing is not something you can manufacture on the earth. Anointing is not something you can borrow on the earth. Anointing is not something you can buy on the earth. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So an anointing comes from God. So Elijah went to God. God said he came to me. Ah, Lebrota. My gosh. And he asked me to give him. Two times what I've given him because he's testing a young man. And if he passes that test, he wants to live on earth twice what he what he or what what, what he had. So uh, God in his in his in his faithfulness reaches out and oh. gives to Elijah two times of what he had. And Elijah haven't tested Elisha. The mantle was just a physical manifestation. 
the anointing wasn't in the mantle. The mantle was a physical manifestation. The anointing is from God. It's the Holy Spirit uh, coming upon a mortal man to make you do what you have not been able to do. Jesus. Great, great men of God, and you know, great men of God, I can't mention their names on this screen. Great men of God, household names, have flown from wherever they can to come here to Ottawa for one reason. They say, we see you carry something we don't have. Can you lay hands on us? How can you raise four sons and they are all apostles and prophets? How did you do it? And you Jesus. live in Canada. They were born in Canada. They were raised in Canada. How? And they, they are flown from across the world too. And you know, they come privately. Yes, they come secretly. They don't, sometimes they don't even come to preach. They just come yes, quietly. Sir. Yes, sir. And mom and I will just lay hands on them and release something. An anointing is it's an empowerment, an endowment of the Holy Ghost that he gives you for specific things. Jesus. So Elijah released unto Elisha two times. One was what he had. The other was what he borrowed from heaven. <laughs> he petitioned heaven. He pleaded with heaven. Remember, he had the gift of faith. That's right. So he could lay claim to anything from heaven. When you see people who carry the gift of faith, watch them. They are dangerous people. Jesus. So he carried that. Gave that to Elisha. He left. No matter what, no wonder when Elijah, when Elisha got to Jordan on his return, oh, he said, Where is the God of Elijah? Ooh, pam, pam. Jordan opened. He didn't even say, Oh, by the anointing I carry. Just know, where is the God of Elijah? Because what I have is the God of Elijah. The anointing comes from God. The anointing comes from God. It's the anointing of God. So My what God. I have is the God of Elijah. The anointing of Elijah. The anointing of God from Elijah. Anointing of God to Elijah to me. I have the... So he said, where is the God of Elijah? Bam! My goodness. Now you understand why in 2 Kings 13, when Elisha was about to die, the Bible says when Elisha was sick with the sickness which, which was going to kill him, who came to him? A politician, Joash. Yes. Was the one who came to him. And when Joash came, do you know what he did? He spoke the same language that Elijah, Elijah spoke when Elijah was being taken up. He said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen. And immediately, Elisha knew what was about to happen. There was mm. going to be a transfer, a transition. But the painful thing is, there was no prophet. Ah. Oh my God. I don't know if you want me to go deeper. I mean, there are things Papa, I please go, 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 go deep. Go deep. There was no prophet who was around. No one had been faithful enough because the servant, the prophet, who was serving under Elisha was Gehazi. Uh -huh. And Gehazi had failed the test of faithfulness. Ah, oh, Jesus. And so he had become a leper. He and all his children, because he went and took the staff from, from Naaman. Naaman. And so he had failed the test of, 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 of faithfulness. And, and you know one thing that breaks my heart, and I'll tell you. Yes, sir. I'll tell you this. And I can tell you, 
as a father and I have many friends in my capacity, when Elisha's heart was broken, we never saw Elisha pick up another servant in place of Gehazi. Ah, uh, Jesus. He may have had a few people who served him, but there was nobody who was clearly identified as the servant of, El of Elisha. When we say Elijah, we have Elisha. When we say Elisha, who do we have? It was mm. Gehazi who failed it. When the father's heart was broken. Whew, Let's talk about when it. The, when the father's heart was broken, he never had any more room for anybody. Uh, so may, you find many, many fathers, their hearts are broken. They don't trust anybody. So, you know, you, you, you go around them. They don't even want you to come close. They are not open. Not because they are not great men of God. It's because a Gehazi has broken his heart. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What a word. What a, a Gehazi word. has broken his heart. What and a when word. Gehazi, when Gehazi broke his heart, Elisha never had another servant serving him. Jesus. Check the scripture. And so a politician, Joash, was present when Elisha, Elisha was about to die. And he comes and he invokes the same quote, my father, my father, uh. the carriers of Israel and his horsemen. And of course, he's a politician. So Elisha gives him instructions for political victory. Hit, you know, hit the floor three times with your arrow, open the east window and shoot. And you know, Elisha dies an angry man uh, because Joash was supposed to hit the floor five or six times. He only did it three times. And the last statement you read about Elisha and Elisha was so angry. And the next statement, Elisha died. My gosh. We read about the anointing or Elisha's bones, or some, the Moabites were carrying somebody to go bury. I mean, Israelites were carrying someone to go bury. The Moabites were coming. So they throw the dead body on Elisha's grave, and he wakes up, and he wakes up the dead body. Nobody on earth captured his anointing. It was still in the bones. Even in the bones, the anointing was still there. Hmm. I, I end right here. Hmm. Ask me your questions. Even Marie in the Fatima bones, Fatima. the anointing was there. Father, I release great grace over your people. Jesus. Let the spirit of faithfulness come upon your people in a way they have never known. Uh, let your sons, let your daughters, everyone, oh God, you are raising, grant them a spirit of faithfulness, the consistency, the spirit of Jesus. Elisha. Let it come upon us, the spirit of Joshua. Jesus. Let it come upon this generation, oh God. Jesus. We cancel the Gehazi spirit. Yes, Lord. We bind it in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Father, create a generation of people who are hungry for double Jesus. the portion of grace. Jesus. So fathers will have to pull on heaven. Fathers will have to come to heaven for credit. Jesus. Deliver. Because there are sons and daughters who are pulling on for a double portion. Father, I ask for this grace. My Jesus. Let it be heavy upon your people. Jesus. I release it in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Papa, th mm. there's there's so many questions in this box.
Please go ahead. We're going to take one about offenses since we're already on this right now. This one sure. says, Dad, how do you deal with offenses? Because they do come up. Please enlighten us on your process. Let, we're talking about the broken heart of the fathers and the offenses. How are you able to handle that in your position? Um, God has taught me so much to know that the only way you deal with offense is to forgive. Mm. Jesus. No, the only way you deal with an offense is to forget. Yes, sir. So when you, when you offend me, I just forgive you. Mm. But it's not every father who is like that. Wow. Some will forgive you, but they will not forget. Mm. I say to the glory of God, I just forgive and I forget and I move on. Jesus. It's the grace God has given me. I don't hold offenses in my heart. I just don't. Mm. Like, I don't. You stop me today, tomorrow you still see me walking on the street. I just forgive you. I don't hold on to it because I realize an offense can take somebody to hell. Why am I going to go to hell because of your offense? Why? Wow. So I just forgive you and move on. That's all. Just like that. Just like that. And, you know, many people have always asked me this question. How are you able to do that? I just make a decision to forgive. Period. Wow. It's the decision I make. Yeah. It's, it happens with this grace, guys. It's, it's mm. grace to forgive. I just, I just forgive. Okay. Why am I going to hold on to your offense? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said, offenses will come. It's a good a promise as I will never leave you. Mm. The same one who said, I will be with you, said, you will be offended. Offenses Jesus. will come. Jesus. I mean, Peter offended Christ, denied him three times. Christ forgave him. So why are we not going to forgive people who offend us? Ask God for the grace to forgive. That's all. I receive that grace. An, off an offense that's not forgiving will wreck you, will maim you, will taint you, will get you dirty, will mess up your heart. You see, offense is like a dead fly in a nice perfume. Mm. The perfume may cost $10,000. When you have a dead fly in it, it messes it all up. A little, a little offense messes up a great oil. So mm. love your oil so much. Love yourself so much. Wow. Make no room for offenses. Wow. That I love that one. I got another one here. It says, mm -hmm. our generation has zeal and energy, but what does our generation lack that we will need to last as long as you have? A generation lacks wisdom. Mm. Bible says a wise man is strong. The Bible says the glory of the young man is a strength. Jesus. As a young man, your glory is strength. But what you lack is wisdom. Hmm. And, and that's what through this leadership lab that's what we are we are divulging because you see there's a, a beautiful nigerian saying which goes like a young man you know an old man sitting down can see farther than a young man standing mm. you know so it's it's a wisdom sometimes uh it's small small things a few directions here and there you add that to the power and the smartness and the creativity that you have you will explode wisdom you know? That is why you will always need the wisdom of the old. Wow. You take the strength. I need your strength. You need my wisdom. So together, we go better. We go higher. You know, Strength and wisdom. I'm, how many times do I come to you as a cove? How do we do this? You give, me, you give me innovative ideas. How we do it? And yet, when you need to make any major need, you come to me and I give you wisdom. 100%. So I tap your strength. You tap my wisdom. Together, we explode. I get better. You get better. Listen receive this wisdom from bishop daddy thank you so much questions are just coming in so so much someone said this question how do you qualify your number two 
It's very easy. Make sure they're faithful. Mm. The starting point is faithfulness. And make sure they are malleable. They are malleable. They are able to bend. They are able to change. They are able to learn. They are able to be molded. Yeah. You can't have someone who is too rigid. God can't use you. You've wow. got to be able to turn on a dime. You've got to be someone who is ready to learn. Someone who is ready to uh, empty himself, deny himself, take up the cross and to Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You should be able to take up the cross and to follow. Yes, sir. I love that. And the person should be able to go with you across the Jordan. Wow. In dangerous territories. Not only when it's comfortable, mm. when it's not comfortable. You know, yes. Bible says, as Jonathan was climbing one time, his armor bearer was climbing behind him. So yes, you sir. need armor bearers, you need number twos who will climb when their general is climbing. Not Woo. they will stay home when their general is on the field. That's not a faithful armor bearer. My gosh. Daddy, you are helping us so Amen. much. Amen. Thank you so much, Papa. You are helping us. Amen. Um, I love this one. How do you know your season of number two is up? This is one that's from my bishop, Pastor Yao. How do you know? How do you know your season of number two is up? In fact, you won't know. <laughs> if you know, then your season is not up. It is God who tells you. Jesus. God came to tell Joshua that Moses had died. His time was up. It is God who must, you must have an encounter with God. God came to me. You know my story, Cole. Yes, God sir. came yes. to me in my room. God Let's visited talk about me. This. God visited me. He, you know, I've had so many encounters. I was teaching tonight uh, when I was leading prayer on, on angels and angelic ministration. And oh, we yeah. just had strange, strange testimonies, I tell you. I can't even tell you. So many of them are floating on my phone. You know, God must, you must have a unique visitation. God must tell you. You should be able to say, I met God. This is what he said. Mm. You must have a Damascus Road encounter. Yes, Lord. You must have a point of inflection encounter where you say, I was going this direction and then I met God and then there was a curve. Mm. And the curve flattened and the curve went up. And the curve did this. You must have that. So that's when you know. In fact, wow. it's not it's not a function of years, it's not a function of calendar, it's not a function of uh you just thinking because it's up. You must have a, an encounter with God. Wow. And, and if you feel that you are getting to that point, I'll suggest that you just go to God, spend time in prayer and fasting, not just because you want to, but anyone you spend time in prayer. God must break you. Yes, sir. <laughs> And many, many times, you won't even know your time is up. Either God will use your number one to tell you. Wow. Or God himself. Sometimes God will tell your number one. Your number one doesn't want to tell you. So God himself will bypass him and tell you. Wow. It's, many, many times your number one will tell you or God himself will visit you and tell you. Not your friends. Not your wife. Not your husband. Not your parents. It's God. Wow. It, it has to be a number one encounter with God. Yes, sir. Or your number one coming to tell you. Yes, sir. Mm. 
I love this one right here, Pops. Thank you. That was great. What's mm. the best way to restore a relationship with a father? Go to the father and wow. say you are sorry. That's all. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> yes, wow. yes, yes, say you are sorry. That's all. Wow. If, if, if it's a real father, fathers have a heart. And once it's a real father, he will forgive you. Mm. He may say one or two things. He may correct you. He may, he may even be angry. But no father will turn away a son. Jesus in the gospel tells us that, you know, the prodigal son, when he came, the father didn't turn him away. Mm. He actually ran and embraced him. So just go to your father and, and, and just humble yourself enough. Some of these things are, are lessons in humility. Wow. Yeah, God will teach you to be humble. And he, it's all part of the brokenness, you see. So you just got to go and say, listen, I, I blew it. I'm here to make peace. Please forgive me. And take wow. it from me. I love this question right here. It says, what's your advice? Uh, what's your advice for someone who has messed up their opportunity as a number two? It kind of falls in line with this. Yeah, just go back to your, your, your number one and just say, listen, I messed up. I blew it. Uh, wow. Can you give me a second chance? Because, oh, son, you just brought up something. The Holy Ghost just triggered my spirit. Yes. He said, tell them, a lot of fathers, please hear me carefully, a lot of number ones are going to the grave with their oil in their hands. Jesus. Good Lord. And a lot of fathers are going to the grave with broken hearts. Wow. Oil and, and broken hearts. Yes, they are carrying the oil with a broken heart. Woo. Woo. Jesus. May we not allow that to happen. Jesus' name. We will not fail you. Amen. We will not fail our fathers. Amen. So, but I, Papa, I just want you to take about two more. Um, mm. Then we'll, we'll let you get your fufu. No worries. <laughs> I like this one right here. Mm. It says, uh, can God also speak to the number two through through prophets okay we've we've answered that uh in 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 such a way um let's go to this one right here how did you manage favor in ministry <laughs> you know i was in the plane with uh, with uh uh bishop chidor bismarck we're flying dr maurice Suello's plane i was preaching for dr Suello, and uh we had gone to Nigeria. We, went, we had gone to Lagos. And, and then we left for Lagos. We left Lagos and went to Benin. Mm. So returning from Benin back to Lagos. And Dr. Tidor, uh, Bishop Tidor Bismarck was in the plane. He just sat right beside me. So I asked him, Bishop, uh, in all your years of experience, uh, can you tell me one thing that has made you as successful as you are? Mm. Without blinking an eye, he said, Ralph, know how to manage favor. Mm. And that really touched me. And I've taught you and I've taught many other people. You got to know how to manage favor. You know how to manage favor? Don't blow it. Wow. <laughs> and don't be greedy. Wow. When you see favor, don't abuse it. Mm. When someone shows you favor, don't abuse it. Don't be greedy. Jesus. Else, when that favor cuts, you'll never get it again. My God. I've seen instances, uh, you know, you and I have been to places, so many places to preach. I'm invited. Yes, sir. And of all the many invitations, I only take a few, just a few every year. I don't yes, really sir. have my time. 
and the few that I take will go to places and they, they don't even understand how we live our lives because even in the hotel they put us, yes. even the food we eat yes, and sir. make sure we pay it ourselves. Every time. We pay it ourselves and a church will put us in the hotel but we will pay the food. We pay for everything. Yes, and, sir. And many times they wonder, why do you do that? Yes, sir. I don't abuse favor. Mm -hmm. You put me here, that's fine. If I'm eating, let me pay it. But uh, many men of God will come to a place like where we are now and they yes, just sir. see favor. They abuse it. They take as much as they can. They, they will stretch it and enjoy it. I mean, you don't do that. So much I can teach, but you just don't abuse it. Don't take advantage of it. One weakness of a giver, everyone who is a giver has one weakness. One weakness of a giver is when he knows you are taking advantage of him. When that thing cuts, that's it. It's over. Bishop, you are you are you are one of a kind, Dad. <laughs> we love you and it's our generation nice. thanks you uh for who you are to us. Uh, we just thank you. Someone asked a question here. I'm not gonna put it up, but they asked a question. Uh when they are going to ask forgiveness from a father, should they bring an offering? Uh how do they do it from an offended a father who's offended? Do they come with an offering or how can they do that? You can buy a father's heart with money. Jesus. <laughs> a real father doesn't need an offering. Mm. If you take an offering, it's because you want to do it. Wow. Not because you have to do it. Wow. You take a venison for a blessing. Yes, sir. And if you are really, really deep in the Holy Ghost, then you realize that when a father's heart is broken, yes, sir. You want to mend it first of all with a broken heart. Yes, sir. And mend it with a venison. Yes, sir. But it's not the venison that yes. mends the heart. Yes, it sir. is the humility of your heart. Yes, that sir. That touches the heart of a father. Yes, sir. That mends it. Yes, sir. And that's that that's just how it is. Yes, sir. Yes. I love this one. This is our last one for today. No uh, worries. We'll have to have you on some sometime else. Someone said this. How did you raise your sons? Did you know that they will did you know what they would be before they were born? Oh my god. I gave Kofi and Marie a lot of fufu to eat. I gave <laughs> Kofu a lot of fufu. I gave Ray a lot of fufu. <laughs> I gave him a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't do much. It was all uh, my wife, Mama Regina, who did it. Um, she she prayed for them daily. All all I did was just to love them and be there for them, and then and then to protect my seed. I protect my seed. I don't allow uh, my seed to be taken advantage of. I just protect them. Yes, sir. And and mentored them and spoke wisdom. Uh, I was I was going on a walk, you know, my favorite walk. I was going on my walk uh, this morning with uh, with Reggie. Yes, sir. And, and Reggie was saying that you know I was teaching a few things, and 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 and, and you know he he was asking me how did uh, how how did that Reggie asked me this question that how come you reached us the way you've reached us. And I said, well, I raised in the way my mom raised me. 
Mm. My mom gave me two gifts. He gave me the, the gift of trust. And then he gave me the gift of faithfulness. Yes, sir. You see, my mom trusted me so much growing up. So I didn't want to break her heart. Yes, sir. I didn't want to lose that trust. Yes, sir. I always found out how not to lose my trust. Yes, sir. You know, I always teach you guys. When, we're, when you guys were growing up, I told you there's only one rule in this house. Yes, sir. The rule is that there's no rule. That's right. Yeah, there's no rule in the house. There's only no one rule. The rule is that there's no rule. Yes, sir. And, you know, initially, I had to take time to teach all of you the philosophy behind it. And when you got it, it made sense. That's right. So I give you the freedom, but you make sure you don't lose it. Because if you lose it and I take it back, you won't get it. Yes, sir. So That's each it. of you grew up protecting your freedom. You see, yes, when sir. you go to jail, it's, a jail is made up of people who have lost their freedom. Yes, sir. Now, so if you raise up a child like someone, do this, don't do that, do that. That means they've lost their freedom, they're in jail. Yes, sir. But you give them the freedom, you teach them how not to lose it. Yes, sir. And not too many parents can handle that because it's risky. It's, it's scary. Yes, but, sir. But, but that's how my mom raised me up. And so I gave that gift to you. And, I, and Reggie asked me this, this afternoon, I was telling him, and he, he was shaking. He said, Dad, thank you so much for giving us that gift because you've made us become thinkers. Yes, so sir. you don't want to lose your freedom. So you are thinking ahead of time yes, how sir. not to lose it. Yes, sir. So you become self-responsible and self-disciplined. So I don't have to discipline you. You discipline yourself. That's right. Because you don't want to lose your freedom. You don't want to lose your trust that we have in you. So you, you are the one protecting it. And, and that's how the responsibility is put on you. Of course, with prayer and all the other stuff. Uh, the other ones, they have to pay money for it. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, thank you so much, guys. Let's thank Papa for uh, come on, coming on. Bishop, we're so grateful uh, for your faithfulness. And because of your faithfulness, we are coming under you. Amen. And uh, we love you so much. This generation thanks you. Uh, we will not let you down. I will be faithful and we are forever your number twos. And so Amen. let's continue to do what you're doing. We're behind you. Amen. And uh, the spirit of Gehazi is off and is out Amen. of us and it will never hear. And so we just love you so much. Hey, shameless Amen. little plug, dad's book on leadership. It's called A Leadership. Leadership. It is 14 lessons from Paul and my leaders. I'm telling you, we didn't even get into this. There, I mean, you're talking about the spirit-led ministry in here. Uh, you're talking about... Uh, uh, the whole counsel of God. Yeah. Uh, you're talking, I mean, incredible stuff. I think what we'll do is when the book, uh, you know, in the interceding watchman, I mean, oh my goodness, this book is powerful. Um, I think what we'll do is when this book comes out, we'll do a review of the book again and we'll, we'll bring back the leadership lab and we'll do a review of the book. And I know that it's going to be a blessing onto the many people that are watching this as well. Uh, but uh, Papa, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. We love you. This generation Amen. thanks you. Amen. So how do I get off the Instagram live? How do I get off? Don't worry. I'll help you. I'll help you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. I'll see, you, I'll, I'll, see you at the fufu I'll see you at the fufu table. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Dad. Bye.